You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, a Binge Cast Commentary. Welcome to a BingeMedia.net commentary. Um, here with um, you've been you've been referring to yourself as movie freak a lot lately. You want to take that persona back on? <laughs> You're goddamn right, I do. You're goddamn right. <laughs> oh, that might have been the best place, whatever. Actually, that was good. That was real good. I try, I try. How you doing, Jim? How, how how you doing this fine evening? Oh, all right, a little tired, but uh, I'm going to power through this because we're doing, um, you know, the uh, the network's one and only um, commentary for Groundhog Day. Excellent. 1993. Now, if I was on a game show, mm-hmm. I like to, you know, I, I like to think I'm a like say when we play a game like uh, board games and shit at my family's, everyone wants to be on my team. You know what I mean? I'm that okay. guy in the family, right? Okay. Yeah. And if you're, I was to say you're a gamer, is what you're saying. Well, but trivia, right? Like specifically movie trivia. They gamer all, law. Yeah. You're gamer law. I'm I'm commentarying with gamer law tonight. I'm really right. into that. They flock they flock to me because they know I know a lot of useless useless shit about movies and television. So if I was on like um, I don't know Jeopardy or whatever, and the last question, what year or this is the year that Groundhog Day came out, I would uh, lose. Shit. I had I I would have bet a million dollars. That this came out in the eighties for some reason. Really? Yeah, I know. I have it's just an eighties movie to me. I have no idea why I think that, but it just always was. Well, if you were back in the eighties, knowing what you know now, like if you had a time machine, and you traveled back there, right. and people would say to you, "Oh, you know, uh, is Groundhog Day out yet?" You could say, "Ah, uh, not yet." <laughs> Well, why, how would they know what Groundhog Day is? Look, look, don't don't think about the details, okay? Just take the punchline and move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'll just go with it. Um, yeah, so we are, uh, it's, we're about 16 seconds in. It says Columbia Pictures presents over top of a bunch of clouds. Mm. And uh, when I say go, I'm going to press play, and we're all going to watch Groundhog Day together for, uh, like I mentioned, the one and only um, BingeMedia.net commentary from Groundhog Day. I can't believe this hasn't been done yet. This is amazing. Yeah, such pride. Such pride. I'm very excited about it. All right. Are you ready, Jack? I'm so ready. All right. Three, two, one, and go. Oh, man. Um, All right. All right. So I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right off the hop here. Oh yeah, Groundhog Day. Yeah, probably my least seen uh, of the classic Bill Murray comedies. Uh, hmm. I think by a mile. I think that that is surprising, uh, but I think mine's Scrooged. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised. Why? Why is that? Did, did you see it once and was kind of like, eh? I so I it's it's one of those movies that I think even if you haven't seen the movie, you've seen. Bits of it. It's impossible. It's an impossible movie to avoid. You know, Um, it's got like a. It's got a pretty. 
I don't know, like an omnipresent uh, uh, space in in like film culture, you know? Right. Um, whether it's like screen caps of Bill Murray telling, you know, talking weather in uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in front of Puxatawney Phil later on, or or like you know all the different uh, versions of the day that he steps through, and right. uh, Ned Ryerson. I mean, there's just like it's a very iconic movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I, I always had awareness of it, but I don't think I watched the whole movie until I was like well into my teens, maybe, God, maybe like 18, 19, something like that. Um, I think, is that, was that a good age to watch it or was it a little boring for you at that age? I have never found this movie to be very funny. So okay. I think that's part of the reason. I am, I'm, I'm much more of a Caddyshack guy all the way. Like I'm just... Right. My my family and I quote that incessantly everywhere. You know, it's just like it, it's fucking ingrained. Right. Um but this one I I haven't watched as much um probably because it just I don't know, I never think to. It's never on the radar. Um right. It's either Ghostbusters or Caddyshack if I'm thinking Bill Murray and and not in a Wes Anderson mood, you know. Say around Groundhog's Day. Do you think about this movie or do you not even does it not even like like your mind never even switch over to that at all. No, not really, not really. I think Groundhog's Day is not like Groundhog's Day a huge thing. Right? Like, sure, I, right. I, there could be a Groundhog's Day every fucking month, and I would, I wouldn't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I'd find out the day after. You know, right, it's, right, 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 right. It's never on my calendar. But. <laughs> exactly. Like we're not counting down the days to Groundhog Day. Only assholes do something special for ground. Oh, sorry. I'm oh Jesus. Um. So, I I, I watched it when I was pretty young. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was not, obviously not as young as I thought because it's 93 and not 83. Um, but I, I was, I'm kind of like you. Like, I was kind of like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, the thing, though, with me is the more I watch it, um, the more I, I just I have to recognize how special of a fucking movie this is. Hmm. Um, I think it is so well made. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with you there. Um and it's also like way deeper than I ever thought it was. You know, the more the, the, the more that you like dig into how this was made, why it was made, Harold Ramis's thought process behind it. Mm-hmm. This movie's mm-hmm. based on like fucking Buddhist Tibetan culture and uh, and and like philosophy. And is it? I was I was nuts. searching. I was kind of. Uh, I didn't really. So I was at work. So I was kind of. Mm-hmm. Going through my phone here and there, though, is there is there a piece of media though that this takes anything from? Because everyone everyone takes every time you see something like this, and you know, like the Happy Death Day or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. um, everyone goes back to Groundhog Day. Like they're all, oh, this is Groundhog Day uh, horror movie, or this is uh, Groundhog yeah, Day well, romantic comedy. Andy Samberg movie. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever the fuck it was, Palm Springs, Palm Springs. But have you have you come across anything that this? Wasn't like got inspired by like you know what I mean? Was there an inspiration for this movie? Yeah, I know you're talking about culture and shit. Yeah, I can't think of anything, and I think that's part of why it's like it's it's just like a I don't know. It's like a jumping off point for for film. You know, like there's so many stories that have riffed on this, but I I can't think of anything that came before it that did the same thing. And that right there garners more appreciation for me every day. Like you know what I mean? Like this this is this is out of the fucking blue. Mm. And to come up with this, and it, it's not like like Harold Ramis has made some great movies, and I want to go through it later actually because I want to see if he has a shot in my like top five fucking directors of all time because he has made okay. some fucking glorious films. But 
it it doesn't when you watch it's fine to put the name you know with other films that he's directed but then you watch the film and it's like nothing else he's ever directed like it, it is yeah. a step above in almost every fucking aspect of like film directing you know what i'm saying yeah um you know one one thing that i will say about this movie is that it, i think it has look we like a lot of different comedies right like i recently rewatched austin powers for the first time in like I don't know, 15, 20 years, laughed my ass off. But that movie's mm-hmm. not about anything. You know, it's just right. it's just trying to make you laugh, and it does it really well. Right, right, right. Then there are movies like, for me, The Blues Brothers, which is hilarious, and it's a musical, and it's, like, an incredible piece of art, which is really about right. two guys who, like, they fucking love something intensely, and they're going to remind the world why it's awesome. You know, that's right. like such a cool idea at the center of that movie. Mm-hmm. Groundhog Day has an, a, an amazing, like, central idea to it that's so interesting. Like, it, you can walk away from this movie. It, it's a comedy. And like I said, it, it doesn't make me laugh a ton. Right. But there's a lot to chew on afterwards with the whole idea of, like, I guess this idea of reincarnation is something called samsara in Buddhist uh, okay. uh, uh, religion, which is the idea of, like, death and rebirth constantly and how some um i don't want to say this incorrectly but some i guess groups of buddhists believe it to be a good thing and others believe it to be a bad thing and you know would eternal life actually be a gift or a curse and and all that stuff like it's like thematically dense as fuck for a goddamn bill murray groundhog day movie you know i know I know. Like, as I, I was rewatching it today at work, and I was like, all right, you know, I'm trying to think of fucking shit to talk about, you know, during yeah. the commentary. Obviously, that's what we do a, remo- a rewatch. And I'm like, um, oh, you know, this could be a lot uh, darker than it is. Let's see. Let's go down that path. And then you keep watching it, and like, well, this gets pretty fucking dark. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. not as the level that I'm about to go to, but <laughs> it's still like, it's pretty, not so much dark, but it's deep. It's deep. Like, and and, and what, how he tries to uh, go about his day. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, oh, fuck. It's so fucking, uh, it's just a I'm, great watch, man. I mean, I love people who have, you know, done the math to figure out how many days he's been stuck in this loop. Yeah. Um, I was, so <laughs> there's there's a lot of, of uh, different numbers that you find when you Google it, depending on, like, who you ask and how they calculated the numbers. But, right. like, I've seen anywhere from 256 days to yeah. up to 33 years and 350 days. So I don't know how somebody would calculate that and come up with different numbers, but it's, it's just funny that like enough of the film is vague enough for different people to come to different conclusions on that. That is weird. First of all, it's a weird thing to try and get a number because yeah. it's, it's, it's impossible right. because there's no way they should, they don't, every new scene doesn't mean it's, just been one day correct like, there's scenes in this movie where you you can tell i mean the piano fucking thing alone right like that didn't, <laughs> that didn't take just three fucking visits to the piano teacher you know what i mean that's all they showed him go there right that took fucking weeks if not years to do you know what i'm saying yeah um but I, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to put a number on it but i'm i'm way up in the higher range if, yeah. I, if I was asked to, you know what I mean? Like way, way up in the higher range. It would have to be. I mean, just yeah. the, you know, the, I mean, the memorization of the simple shit, but then also, yeah, like the different skills he picks up and everything else. Just like, uh, yeah. okay. I mean, that's, it's got to be decades, right? <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> yeah. But. 
Yeah, I mean, he's like he becomes a fucking doctor. You know what I yeah, mean? Like he's yeah. a fucking classical pianist. He like there's just so much shit that he does here. Um, yeah, that's that is an interesting, it's an interesting conversation. I just don't like the people that fucking it's this. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then then that's it. Like their opinion is the only one that matters. Like fuck off. Let's just talk about it. Okay, so I've got a I've got a hypothetical to throw at you. I haven't really given this any thought, so I'm going to ask you, and then I'm going to take some time with my answer. Right. But let's say you're caught in this loop, and you you know come to the realization after like ten, fifteen days that like this is just life now. Right. What's the first thing that you decide to do with your like like new freedom? Freedom in the way that uh, no consequences, freedom like that mm. kind of thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh my God. I I don't know. I was thinking about it while watching it today because I also thought, you know, this is obviously going to be a conversation that comes up, mm. and I don't think it, I don't really know because I I love the scene here, and we're going to skip all over this movie. Sorry, people, but we've seen it. Uh, you rewatched it this week? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, sure. so we've seen it really recently, and we know what's going on. And um, but like when he steals the money, I mean that mm. works out for him because he timed it and he put in all the work to figure out how to get that money, but. Right. Um, like, I, I don't know if going out and like buying stuff for one day is going to do anything for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. the aspect of him not being able to die is a much bigger thing. Right. Now that is going to lead to a lot of, like, I will, I will jump out of a plane without a fucking parachute. I think that would be amazing. Yeah. I hate yeah. heights, but if I know I'm going to yeah. wake up the next day, I will fucking do it. I will do it. Right. You know what I mean? Like the biggest thrill of my life I could possibly get I will try and do that. Um, as far as doing like illegal shit and all like that, it's not worth it because if you end up getting caught or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you have to spend the rest of that day, even though you're coming back, I know, but the rest of that day and sitting in a jail cell, like, you know, what a waste of a day. Right. So I, I, just, I don't know what it is, like where the the sweet spot is for what to do specifically with just that one day. Now, there's many aspects to it, and why I love this movie is they cover a lot of these many aspects. Mm-hmm. Are you are you the type of guy that's going to sit there and put in the work for one specific thing? Mm-hmm. Like, say you get a fucking... Uh, uh, um, all the, you put in all the work, and you somehow manage to have fucking lunch with Tarantino? Like, is that worth it to you? Like, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, right. is that what you want to do? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, I think I would, t- I would, you know, once once I confirmed that you know this was just going to always happen and I can't get out of it, right? Like, there's no way out. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing I would want to do is really think through what are the absolute limits of what's possible inside of a day, and I think I would want to set some like, you know, some simple goals, like, uh, you know, let's let's just grab a car, drive as far as we can, you know. Uh, let's try and get a job at the, uh, at the pizza place and let's make a, uh, let's make a triple dough, triple garlic, uh, double pepperoni, extra olive monstrosity, you know, simple stuff. All right. But then I think I would, I would eventually get to the point where, well, uh, can I start World War Three in a day? Can I? <laughs> and then just, just start thinking, okay, well. If I'm stuck in this day, I have access to the local sheriff's department at least. So I would have right. to commandeer a vehicle or or some sort some sort okay. of notoriety. Right. Um, I think I'd probably have to go the route of like domestic terrorist in order to make it happen. 
And I would have a lot of tries to provide uh, some sort of commentary live on the air that would incite uh, chaos and in, in, in ultimately World War III. Uh, okay, yeah. So that's one path, you know. Uh, right. <laughs> but there are <laughs> options. You don't have to do that. Uh, well, there's all the options. There's exactly. all the options. But and you know what? It's a, it's a much different question. Like, what would you do on your last day on Earth? And it's mm. something he kind of brings up in the movie, too. Like, what would you do if this was your last day or whatever? And it's not, it's not the appropriate question, right? Because it's not your last day. Right. Like, so, it, and again, why I love this movie, he brings that up. People answer him or whatever. He talks about it for a bit. But then he puts in the work to do all these other things. Now, I don't know if I'm going to put in the work to do that because... Say I, say I do become, uh, I learn uh, about medicine or become a doctor or yeah. pianist or whatever the fuck. Like, I become a fucking, a five-star fucking uh, flaming blade juggler. Like, you know sure. what I mean? Like, w- that's cool. Like, I can do that now. But what does it matter if the next day I wake up, no one knows I can do that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's not, like, I, I'm not just going to do it at home by myself. It's just it's just a weird fucking scenario. It's a weird thing to think about. Like, why am why why put on all the work to do this if no one's going to remember right. why or what I did the day after? Right. Okay. It's just it's so weird. So this is bringing up another question I have. So you've heard the phrase "whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas," right? Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Let's say you have certain proclivities that you want to explore. Not me, I'm saying, but a friend I know. Yeah. If you were to explore them inside of the Groundhog Day scenario and literally no one else would know that it happened, mm-hmm. would you do it? Well, that's... Okay, so that's... There's the dark side, right? Right. Real dark. Like, real it, fast. Yeah, and you could get real... Like, I was I was watching this today, and like, like I, I brought up earlier, I'm like, you know... Uh, Phil's a dick. Like he's 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 pretty much a dick. Like before right. any of this starts, right? Like when he's at the the doing the weather in the day and he's talking to Chris Elliott. Like he's kind of a dick to everybody and doesn't want to be there. He wants to move on. He wants to go to a bigger station. All that kind of shit. But in the end, it's like you know, thank thank God he's kind of a good guy. You know what I mean? Because I mean, if you look like the light side of the force wins in the end of the day, right? But correct. If you want, like one of the first things he kind of does, he does put the work into is is ass like he's to get ass right like that's one of the first things he he figures out like oh if i just find out her fucking name and what school she went to i'll fuck her tomorrow right, right. that's one of the first things he figured out like what if <laughs> if it feels like real dark like what if he just went around raping girls every day this, <laughs> is, you know this, what I mean? is, this is where it goes this is ultimately where it goes I know. which is a problem it is a problem. And, it, it, and with a lesser man, it, it, it would be the movie. Right. <laughs> I, I'm not but, saying it would be made, but, but it could be. Well, well sure. Oh, well, well, of course not. Nobody's saying that. Why would you even bring that up with you? Come on now. <laughs> but, um, but no, it, it goes to like darker places. Like there's the whole idea of like, well, you can never see your, your back or like the back of your head. Like you're never going to see the back of your head for your entire life. You right. could look at a mirror that reflects mm-hmm. the back of your head. You can never see that. Right. So at one point, do you just get real morbid because you know you're you're just going to wake up in the morning and say like, you know what? I'm just going to slice off the backside of my <laughs> scalp because I've never seen it. I, I'm not trying to hurt myself. It's just like I'm never going to have this opportunity again. It's an impossibility the way that normal people live their lives. So 
I'm a little curious. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but okay, but these things got to be planned out. Like I know what you're saying. Okay, sure. Um, you can, but you don't want to go through the rest of that day in pain, so you immediately kill yourself. Like after you see it, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, yeah, you, you've got guns all over you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a million ways to kill yourself at any moment during the day. I mean, I feel like there would be one cycle where I would just be like, ah, you know what? It's really going to be painful, but I've always wondered what it would be like to, you know, not have my dominant hand. So you know, let's just let's just try it for a day. Let me just because the thing that it would do for you. So it sounds fucked up, but the thing it would do for you is that it would make you appreciate having two hands more than you ever would had you not experienced that. Absolutely. Now, but is that okay? Is that something you just do once? Because you did refer to it as a cycle, and I don't know how long your cycles are. Is that one one day you would do that, or would you do it over and over again so that you became basically ambidextrous? Well, see, that's the question, right? I mean, I think I'm not going to cut off both hands in a cycle, but I'll definitely do one at a time. But, you know, maybe it's easier not having the left hand since I'm a righty, you know? So maybe i got to do that a few times to, to see what the difference is. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, there's, there's certain things that you would never want to have the lasting effect of. Right. Uh... Yeah, it's 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 actually amazing to me that someone because I know that there's there have been aspects of this and you know like even even um I was thinking of a random one too uh the first doctor strange uses this at the end of the movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I'm kind of surprised there there haven't been more dark versions of this. Yeah. Um, absolutely. You know, Happy Death Day is is fine, but it's it's a horror comedy. Yeah, I mean, more it's more comedy fun than horror there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but man, you could really, with a serial killer movie, take it from the perspective of the serial killer being in the loop, and you, you could just, you could, you could do some damage. Absolutely, you could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many different, <laughs> there's so many different ways you could take that, man. That is, oh, fuck, that's crazy. Yeah, I love this first time he wakes up. Well, second time he wakes up and just yeah, this is this is a little weird. What's going on here? This is yeah. So this is the first time he's realizing it, right? Right. Like yeah, this is the first time he's woken up. Okay, I, I appreciate the um, the timing here. Now I, I understand like there's only one time he fucks up. Uh, Ram, Ramus fucks up, and it's not it's not these ones. I get this like this guy here, right? And then he talks to the fucking. Uh, bread and breakfast girl, and then uh, he passes the bomb, and then he talks to uh, what's his name? Ned Ryerson. <laughs> Ned Ryerson, right? Um, I really appreciate how Ramus he, he establishes it with these first few cuts, and then you don't really see it again, and that's mm-hmm. something that I appreciate because obviously that would really get tiring for a viewer, and that you know what I mean. Yeah. But he uses it so spectacularly these first few times. That it's it lasts the entire movie, you know what I mean? Like it's just so when we do say Ned Ryerson later on, he's a character in the film, you know what I mean? Like, and we know Correct. him, and we, we we know what's going on. Like he, there's one time though, and it's coming up. It's it's I think it's maybe the third or fourth time he wakes up, where the timing is all wrong. Mm. He goes, he wakes up, he goes straight downstairs, he walks past her, and he goes out in the street, and fucking Ned Ryerson's still there, which doesn't make any sense because of the timing. Yeah, because look how long he is in here right now. Right? Yeah. 
He yep. got dressed. He did whatever the fuck. Then he goes outside, and then he fucking meets up with Ned Ryerson. And there's only one time that I really caught that. And I'm a stickler for that kind of shit, too. Like, you know what sure. I mean? I, like, I, I, like the, I like the details. Especially a movie like this, where, I mean, the whole plot is hinging on, on right. repetition and the timing and teaching the audience how the day works and all that stuff. So. Yeah. Um, so it's just occurring to me, one of the reasons why I, I don't revisit this movie very much. Um, I just think it's an ugly movie to look at. It is gray. Everything's gray. gray. I hate the interior of the bed and breakfast. Um, Yes. I don't like that style. I don't like that wallpaper or (laughs) or anything about it. Um, And granted, I don't think Bill Murray does either in this, but, uh, but yeah, it's uh, part of, part of it is, is definitely that it's not a fun movie to, watch you know like but do you like looking back on it do you that's on purpose right like because sure. this day sucks yeah like he's right. stuck in one of the worst days ever it's just awful right, right. the worst town the worst bread well it's actually not the worst bed and breakfast because he didn't want to stay at the other hotel but correct um <laughs> the worst people he comes across like everything's the worst and that yeah. is what he pushes across here at the beginning but you're right it's a very it's a very gray and then when it you know it snows and it's just even worse I mean, those little highlights of, like, blue and that yellow flag behind them. Yeah, I mean, you can tell. The set design is, like, try and get the colors as muted as possible. It right. makes sense. Right, right, right. I get it. But then you see that and you're kind of like, eh, maybe look a little better. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> you know, just, just I mean, I, I understand. I get the idea, but it's like we are also watching a movie. Like, we're here to be entertained. I mean, come on. I love the name of this park, by the way. Gobbler's Knob. Like, this is the greatest <laughs> fucking thing ever. That is that is Hill Ramis isn't being a fucking twelve year old, right? Like uh, it's good shit. It's good shit. <laughs> so I was looking him up. He's not my. He's not one of my fucking favorite directors of all time. He might be one of my favorite writers, but directing wise, yes. let's go through here. Um, I mean, he starts out fucking incredibly right. Caddyshack, oh, um, Vacation, Club Paradise, which is it's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Groundhog Day, and then it kind of you know Stuart saves his family. Multiplicity analyzes this. Bedazzled, which is good if you oh, like yeah. Elizabeth Hurley. And like yeah. that, The Ice Harvest, and then uh, Atlanta. What is Atlanta? That's, TV show? that's not the same. Yeah, okay. that's it. Uh, that's year it. One, which is horrendous. And then he um, he did four episodes of The Office, which I didn't know. <laughs> Interesting. It's um, funny. When I hear his name, the fir- it's not even Ghostbusters that I think, but the first thing I think of is him as... Uh, Seth Rogen's dad in Knocked Up, and I don't even particularly love that oh my movie. God. But I, I just have never pegged that. No, nope. I just always love that scene because like Seth Rogen's such a fuck up in that movie, and Harold Ramis shows up and he's like, he's like, yeah, you're you're my son. Of course I'm proud of you. Like this is great. It's a blessing for a, for a child. What are you ta- like? Right. What are you talking about? This is great. Like he just comes across the most genuine, great human being. You know? Yeah, yeah. Which I, from what I've read, seems like that's that's who the guy was. So. Absolutely. Now, here's his writing credits. Now, he might be on a short list for my favorite writers of all time. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. Uh, Animal House, mm. Meatballs, mm. Caddyshack, yes. Stripes, yes, Ghostbusters, yeah. Back to the Future. Sorry, <laughs> Back to School, not Back to the Future. I was going to say, I think what? Bob Gale might have something to say about that, that one. That was the weirdest slip I've ever had. Back <laughs> to School, uh, Club Paradise, Arm Dangerous, Ghostbusters, uh, Oh my god, Meatballs 3? Oh, that was one of the worst movies ever. Caddyshack 2? And again, really bad. Uh, Ghostbusters 2. 
Um, then he goes to Groundhog Day. They analyze this and that. Bedazzled. Let's go up, let's go up. What is his last great film? This a lot of like a lot of Ghostbusters games and shit and fucking. Sure. I'm sure he gets uh he probably gets credit just from in like perpetuity. Like I'm not sure how much he no, actually writes true. those games yep. and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right, because a lot of these just say based on characters created by that's a that's a writing credit, I guess. Um but yeah, I mean that's a that's a fucking pretty solid slate of films right there. I mean, in terms of comedy writers, that has to be top ten, if not top five. Like how many comedy writers have that many hits to their name in writing? That, you know? That's ridiculous. Like I know so, you know, you can you can make arguments for like old Hollywood shit, but you know what? Nobody watches those fucking movies anymore. Like this this guy makes movies that modern audiences still respond to. Um and the you know what the wild thing about that too is I mean I'm I know you know this, but like Caddyshack was seen as such a failure by uh, I can't remember his name, the guy who made Mad Magazine that like kind of might be the reason why he killed himself. And it's just crazy to think that like the movie that was written is not oh, the movie God. that they shot, and yet the movie they shot is a fucking masterpiece, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think this was one here. Yeah, the time. Yeah, came, you're right. Yeah, he came straight down. Yeah, yep. it didn't make any sense. And by the way, there's two. I think we missed both of them. I, but I, it was driving me insane watching it today. Um, when he gets in the shower and it's cold water, and I get that it's a, it's a funny visual gag mm-hmm. or whatever. But I think that any person, and please tell me if you're one of these people, any person that gets in the shower and turns the water on is a complete and utter psychopath. Oh, they they want to murder and possibly eat babies <laughs> as a hobby. I mean, who the fuck? Why would you ever do that? I cannot fathom any human being ever doing that. Ever. It's so fucking weird to me. If you're listening to this and you do that, please tell me so I can look at you differently and judge you (laughs) for the rest of eternity. I mean, I've heard of, like, psychopath bodybuilders who are all roided up. Uh, You know, they'll they'll do that in the morning to, like, also wake themselves. Uh, I mean good on you but um fuck that <laughs> fuck that dude Absolutely you start not. the water you get it to where the knob should be you know Absolutely. relatively and then you wait the reticent like 10 to 15 maybe 30 seconds if it's really cold in the winter time that's right wait for that will, shit to will, heat up yeah you wait for the steam and i'll, I'll go as if i'm showering early in the morning and i hate showering early in the morning but if i do i will wait till it heats up and then i will fucking spray down the walls and the curtain in the shower so that if it touches me, I don't want to fucking shriek like a bitch. Right, <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Right? <laughs> oh, my God. That's just terrible. I, you're, you know what? You're bringing me back to fucking <sighs> Boy Scout camp. I remember we had the, the fucking outdoor showers at Boy Scout camp. Oh, my God. And, they, you know, it's just on or off. It's not like there was a temperature setting or like a pressure oh. setting. So it was pretty much, okay, pick a corner with one of the fucking <laughs> spigots, <laughs> turn it on, and good luck. And yeah. God, I mean, it, you know, that was in the summertime, that was outside, so it wasn't too bad, but still, man, like, <laughs> if it's 80, 85 degrees, and you're, you know, 13 years old, getting hosed down at full, <laughs> full water pressure <laughs> in, uh, I don't know, sub-50 degree water, it's, it's not ideal. Oh. There's a lot of reasons why that's not ideal. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I I just love that you went to Boy Scout camp. It sounds incredible. I I can't believe there hasn't been any stories. 
Is there, is there no good stories at a Boy Scout camp? Or are you just... Uh, uh, you I just... To- well, I, t- I told one back in the day on, oh, the, you did? Uh, on another oh. podcast. Absolutely <laughs> did. All right, all right, all right. You can ask... Uh, actually, a recent uh, mini-palooza, I, I, I retold the story and uh, freaked a bunch of people the fuck out. So. Oh, fuck. See? I'm not around for these. This guy is... Selena's husband, right? In um in Veep. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, just realized that. Holy shit. Yeah. That is fucking hilarious. I think he popped up as a mutant in She-Hulk. Is that a spoiler? I don't nobody fucking cares. He was in She-Hulk too. Oh wow. Uh, he was at that like at the resort or whatever? No, nah, he was the um He's he shows up at the law office as somebody who like can't die. Oh, so oh. he's married a bunch of different people oh, over the years. That, guy, and, like, that was him too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Oh, that guy. That's that oh. guy. Holy shit! Oh my god. Oh. Bowling. You guys were talking bowling on a recent episode. I actually just took my niece bowling like right around the time you guys went. Fuck yeah! It's good shit, man. Set up some bowling. This fucking bowling is fun as shit. This dude, this is one of the great fucking uh, character actor faces in the movies, right? He's in the Burbs. Oh, uh, yeah, the neighbor from the Burbs. Yeah, he's fucking fantastic. He's in a bunch of shit. I gotta look him up. Gotta look I him could, up. I Actually, the other guy's in a ton of stuff, too. Oh, is he? Yeah. Um, hold on, hold on. Let's get some... But uh, Burbs guy, I can't believe how fucking huge he is in this movie. When he stands up, like, he's fucking... He's gotta be 350, this guy. <laughs> You know, I don't remember him ever being that big, like especially in like the burbs and that. Yeah, Rick Dukum Dukamon, Rick Dukamon. Jesus Christ, that's the burbs guy. Yeah, Spaceballs, Scary Movie. Spaceballs. Uh, Spaceballs is a great one. Let's see. Oh come on, he's been in more shit than that. Blank Check. That was a movie I used to watch when I was a kid. Blank Check. Blank Check. You blank fucking Hawkins. hated uh, Groundhog Day, but you were all over Blank Check. Dude, there's a scene in Blank Check <laughs> where it was it was like Home Alone it, it, mm-hmm. in the sense that like at a certain point the kid just does whatever he wants. So he, he has the title, you know, the Blank Check of the title, and he has this party where I'm pretty sure he has like McDonald's catered and he has this giant slide and shit. It just like when you're fucking six years old, it looks amazing. <laughs> uh, all right, what else is this guy? In? Loaded Weapon One. It's a classic. Last Action yep. Hero. Last Boy mm. Scout, Gremlins 2, Hunt for Red October. So he's all over the place. He's in Die Hard. He's got a bit part in Die Hard. Holy shit. What? Jesus Christ. All right, and the other guy. I know the other guy. Who's the other guy? Rick Over Overton? Rick Overton. Willow, right. Mrs. Doubtfire. That's definitely what I remember him from. Wow. Uh, hold on. It's got to be more here. Is he dead? Hmm. Is he dead? He's alive. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, oh, he was in the movie about Doug... Uh, God damn it, what's his last name? Um, the, the mad TV guy who killed himself. Uh, oh, he was also in Veep for a couple episodes. Jesus. Yeah, a lot of faces in this movie. I mean, Stephen Tobolowsky is like one of the most famous character actors ever. He's in fucking everything. Yeah, yeah. Alright, this guy worked with Remus. He was in a couple of the Remus movies too, so... Nice. Very nice, very nice. Um, there's a huge cameo that I never knew until watching it today, later on in the movie. I don't know if you caught it. 
the kid um, getting married? Uh, no, I don't know. Okay, we'll see when we get there. Uh, I don't oh, actually went the. So they show them in the diner. It's a couple that was going to get married. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Um, and I don't. I didn't notice it even then. It's not until the end of the movie when they thank him at the okay. fucking hall or whatever. Yeah, that's when I'm like, oh my god. All right, all right. Don't cheat. I'm not. I I, I would not. This, yeah, this, you're right. We're we're 33 minutes into this movie, and he's already uh, yeah, he's, he's going f- headlong into a fucking train. Right? It's like not only him, he's also willing to take anyone yeah. with him. Like <laughs> fuck. But again, no ramifications. You wake up tomorrow; those guys are alive, and they right. don't even know you. They don't. They don't okay. remember anything. So there you go. That's how I would gamify this. Challenges. Uh, day 78. How many people? can I take with me this time, you know? <laughs> or, or like all in one event kind of deal. And maybe you can combine, you know, it could be like an, like, like an RPG video game where there are like multiple solutions to the puzzle, but you could actually complete like eight of them in one playthrough or something. <laughs> it's a maybe just like, well, you want, you could mix it with your, your terrorist thing and correct <laughs> and fly and fly a plane into some shit. Right. Well, I, I, could do that. I, I think, if you do achieve World War Three in a day, yeah. then that's pretty much achievement yeah, unlocked. Yeah. You just you that's like a full platinum, and then you immediately are just able to continue the next day. I mean, yeah, after that, it's like what else is there to conquer, really? So I'm I'm looking up to see uh, how many other movies he's actually done with his brother uh, mm-hmm. Brian Boomer, and uh, I'm looking at Brian Boomer's uh, page. He was also in Veep. Yep, he's uh, three episodes. He's George uh, Hutzinger. Huntzinger. A lot of Veep. Like, what's going on? There must be some sort of producer or something, right? Attached. There's got to be. So, yeah, I was thinking about it today. Specifically, when they actually had scenes together, I'm like, I don't know if I've ever seen them together on film. I mean, mm. Caddyshack, yes, right? Sure, yeah. Um, But otherwise, I'm like... Holy fuck, has Brian Don Murray done a lot of shit. Like, oh, yeah. So much shit. A lot of animated shit. So, it's funny. So, uh, while I didn't watch this movie a lot, I, I've watched other movies that came out around the same time that had these actors in them. And it's yeah. reminding me of the first times that I saw them. When you say Brian Doyle Murray, the first thing that always pops to mind is Wayne's World. That's me yeah. too. Absolutely, it, it does. That's who he is to me. He, like everything he, else, he's only in it for fucking three seconds. Like he's not even in the movie. Correct. Yet. But it's the whole idea of like he owns an arcade. I again, you watch a movie a hundred times as a kid, and you're like, oh man, that guy seems real cool. He owns video games, you know? Yeah. So uh, um, one thing uh-huh. that I've been into big time uh, is the new Tarantino Roger Avery podcast, the uh, Video Archive podcast. Oh, nice. And. Either in that or in the cinema speculation book. I can't remember which because I've been doing both. Tarantino talks specifically about Chevy Chase movies and about Bill Murray movies. And the whole idea that, like, he, he, you know, he likes some of each of their movies. But he always thought that the weird thing with Bill Murray is that Bill Murray movies are always about a character that has to change. Right? Like, he can never be the same person by the end of the movie. He always goes through a character arc. Whereas... Chevy Chase in movies was a dick at the beginning, and he's a dick at the end for the most part. Like, his character almost never changes at all. There's no arc there, yeah. 
which I, I thought was interesting, and, and I never heard anybody put it that way, but it's a good way to, like, delineate their two styles, you know? Right, right. I mean, the argument there is Ghostbusters. He's not, he doesn't change in that. Right. Right. Um, anyway, I was going through here. So I got uh, Brian Doyle Murray movies with Bill Murray. And all mm-hmm. I got is Groundhog Day. Okay. Uh, Ghostbusters 2. I guess he was okay. a psychiatrist. Scrooged. Yeah. And Caddyshack. That's it. That's all. That's all the crossover I can see on this list. Uh, I, mind you, I was scrolling pretty fast through all the yeah. fucking like two thousands and shit, but I don't that's, think that's kind of amazing. Is, that's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, it's no Ron Howard, Clint Howard. I mean, that's a whole. Different, <laughs> it is absolutely the opposite of Clint Howard. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> also, uh, my Austin Powers rewatch the other day. Yeah. Five minutes into the movie, split screen Clint Howard. So Clint Howard. I was just laughing at myself. <laughs> oh, he's one of the. What is he? Does he work for NASA or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a giant, and then they cut to right. Dick. Come over here and right. look. Right. Oh, that's the that's the second one. The first one oh, is okay. like uh, it appears to be a giant big boy, sir. <laughs> it's a like, good god. He's back. You know. He just doesn't care. He's like, I'm going to go do... Fuck it. He did Spongebob. A lot of Spongebob shit. Good for him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a book. Okay, I'm going to take a quick Clint Howard detour here. But there was a book. Oh, God damn it. We've just... (laughs) No, no, no. Real quick. Real quick. (laughs) There was a Clint Howard book (laughs) that came out. That was... It was supposed to be like your guide to cult film. And I think the title of it was like Clint Howard and Other Film Facts. And it's literally a drawing of Clint Howard on the cover. Mm-hmm. And the, I, don't, I have no idea why. I just I just remember it being a thing. I never bought it. But. Right. <laughs> oh, oh this God. is him getting ass. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, this is the, the work he put in. He's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> he was depressed for a while, right? And then he figured right. out. I can get the ass. Look at how happy he is now. Shows up to work on time. Dude, Bill Murray <laughs> was hanging on to that hairline for so long. <laughs> oh, look at it. He's got one of the classic, like, I'm just going to, I'm going to sidestep this by letting it grow out more than it needs to. And he can get away with shit like that because he's just so goofy, right? Like, he's just always goofy. His face is goofy. He's acting goofy. Is this part of the persona? Yeah. How many times? I wonder how many times this guy is like he's been married or what is what his love life's like. I don't know why, but I'm <laughs> I mean, I love all the internet stuff that pops out and it's like, oh, you know, last week Bill Murray showed up, walked to the front of the line, took a, took a bite out of my sandwich, and then just walked out while flipping me the bird and said, nobody will ever believe you. It's awesome. <laughs> like, cool, but. There's a, there's a flip side to that where it's just, you know, like a minor petty crime. But... <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> but you nobody's going to call him on it. Yeah, but you wouldn't be mad. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. <laughs> Unless I was really, really hungry and it was a long line. But... <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just... I know. I love how you get every scenario in there. Well, <laughs> let's just talk about this for a minute. 
If it was a Tuesday and it was raining, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. I am what I am. I would have went for a hotter chick for my first uh, kind of uh, semi-rape, right? Like, this is... Can we call it that? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's definitely uh, taking advantage of a situation, but... <laughs> But I will say, you know, not for nothing, but we've spent a little bit of time in in this town. I, I haven't really seen anybody better. She might, so she might be the prom queen, is what you're saying? She could be the town <laughs> ten, you know. <laughs> right. It's not. A, I'll tell you who it's not. It's not Annie McDowell. I just do not. There's something about that woman that it looks like. Um, her mouth, like I don't know, I don't want to be Pete here, but there's mm. there's issues with her mouth. It looks like she's like like stealing teeth. Like it looks like her upper, the, <laughs> her top teeth. It looks like she's a, a like a fucking really really rich uh, evil queen of some sort, and she mm. goes around and finds all the greatest teeth in the world, and she puts them in her upper gum, and she's just got a lot of teeth up there. If you look, like she's not on screen right now, but when you look at her. You're not going to be able to not see that now. So I have always had a, uh, I guess, a, like a regular mix-up between her and Minnie Driver. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. Like, it, it, it always takes me a minute to remember, like, oh, is that Andy McDowell or Minnie Driver thing? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. One's British. Okay, that helps. Right, right. Like the asshole. <laughs> this is what this, this is on my list of what I wouldn't do. By the way, oh, this is at the top of what I would do. Dude. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh my god! Of course, this I think would also you know dovetail nicely into the domestic terrorist plot, but you know, <laughs> allegedly. Oh my god! He's gonna, you you want to dress up like a cowboy and go yeah, to a dude. movie? Yes. Are you kidding me? I have always. You're telling me that you don't want to wear a poncho like that just to like flip it to the side to reveal two fucking revolvers on your belt? Come on! I mean, who hasn't wanted to do that? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. Oh shit! God. Okay, so I'll counter you with this then. If Mm. not a cowboy, what would you dress up as? I don't know if I'm doing any dress up. I'm just I'm trying to think of other shit that counters this right now. That's just that's a lame answer. I feel like there's an answer and you're just not thinking hard enough. Okay. I don't I don't know. I I think my life would be more about chaos. What about oh what about this? I thought about this a little bit today. Um considering the work he does for certain things, would like obviously one of my biggest dreams growing up was playing in the NBA. And I understand now it would happen. It would have to be when I was younger. I couldn't do this when I was forty-eight, no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter how good I got. Right? Yeah. Is that worth putting in the work? To you have all the time in the world, basically. Every right. you have twenty-four hours every cycle, and you can just do whatever you want. You can train, and you can do whatever you want. And just you know, it's you're never going to age. You're always going to be. The, I don't know. Is actually I don't know. Like, do you think he's aging through this, or does he wake up the exact same age he was the day before? Hey, he has to be the same age. Because yeah, I don't think okay. it works if right. he aged. Right. Okay. So I'm perpetually, say I'm perpetually 22 years old, right? Mm-hmm. And I fucking train. Like every single day I fucking train or whatever. Maybe there's a scenario, a side scenario where I get an in with some of the greatest fucking basketball mile trainers in the world or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is that something that you, like you, to be a quarterback or something, 
for the fucking Patriots. Like, would you, like, you know what I mean? Like, you, uh, uh, but that also, it depends on what day of the year it is. Because if it's not the right day, uh, season, uh, you couldn't do anything like that. So, uh, there's many questions here. So, there's, there's a couple of questions. I guess the first one becomes... You you definitively know that you're never getting out of the loop, right? Because it's not right. like Bill Murray ever at any point knows when the loop's going to end. It just right. like, or how to get out of it, right? Correct. Okay. So with that in mind, if I were going to increase a skill to be on the New England Patriots, I would become the punter. I would work on <laughs> punting, and here's why. Okay. Punters make good money. Punters pretty regularly don't have to tackle nor get tackled. I mean, once in a while you get a running into the kicker, but let's be real. Like, you got to do like 10 minutes of work on the average game, right? (laughs) Um, You get to hang out on the sideline, which I'm sure is pretty awesome. You get the benefits of being a member of the team. um, Mm -hmm. And you probably retire without long-term, like, concussion, brain damage, or if you're lucky, like, significant life-altering injuries but none of that matters because it's only a 24-hour period right but i think at some point i would think that eventually it's going to stop like oh so then you're ready you're primed to be that that, that's what i'm thinking i think i would set up like a calendar of sorts right like yes it's always the same day but like is there a way for me to track what I'm doing every day, or maybe right. spend like an hour of each day going and doing high kicks or something, you, you know, like, <laughs> I, I don't know, like try and manage my time and my day somehow in my own head so that I could do oh, that. A fucking whole day of you just trying to kick yourself in the face with your shin, like you just uh, fucking yeah. walking down the street. No, but that, that adds a whole new aspect of it. Cause that, what I was going to say was there's, there's literally, there's virtually no way this could ever happen for you to, because it's only a 24-hour period. Like, you don't have the time to talk yourself onto a team, show right. them enough skills. And again, it has to be the timing thing. But right. the aspect that you're throwing in, like, if you eventually do think this will end, yeah, then you're setting yourself up. Right. right? So, when, so when this, say when this movie ends, look at the options Bill Murray has. Like, what, look at the type of guy he is, right? right? And is that the whole... I mean, we'll get to it near the end. I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, what, what is the point? Like, why does it end? Is it because he becomes such a great guy? Is it because he bangs Andy McDowell? Like, what is it that he did different that night than mm. every other night? And I can only think it's that he banged her. I think it's supposed to be a selflessness. But even that doesn't... I don't know if that totally checks out. It doesn't because of all the things that he he does to make him selfless, he had done prior. Because he knew when the kid was going to fall out of the fucking tree. He knew when the old lady's car was going to break down. So he had done all this shit already. So was it just an accumulation of the amount of good shit that he does in that final day? Mm. And banging Andy McDowell and her fucking weird teeth? Is that... Is that... Like, I don't understand. Like, what what is it that made that final day the final day? I wonder if it's time served. Oh... You know, like he had a certain penance to pay, and it just so happened to coincide with the day he banged Angie McDowell. Yeah, I I, I was said fucking mini driver again. I swear to God, dude, I can't fucking do it. <laughs> um, Pete shared. Oh fuck, I don't know if I'm gonna find it. I'll, I'll just go uh, by memory. 
He shared something uh, with a group not too long ago. We just happened to be talking about Groundhog Day for no reason. Um, and he says that there's an alternate ending to this film. Um, I don't know if it's actually viewable or if you've ever heard of it, but um, where Annie McDowell wakes up at the end and she starts reliving the same day. So it kind of passes on to her. It's almost like he fucks it into her. And the, the whole thing starts with her at the end of the movie. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I guess Raymond didn't feel too good about it either. He's like, nope. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, let me yeah. see if I can find it. Just get the correct wording. But that, that was the gist of it. I don't think mm. she... If that was ever to come to I don't know. I don't, you know, obviously she couldn't carry a movie like that. But if this was a fucking, I don't know what the. Uh, if you want to play box office numbers or whatever, but uh, well, I'm just how, trying how much of a success this was. So while we're sitting here, I'm trying to look up like what the what the parameters are of this reincarnation thing called Samsara, right? And mm-hmm. like a lot of things, it it it, it has different meanings and connotations to like different religions, and so. Like, there's talk in Buddhism that there's an idea of, like, six interconnected realms that death is a state for an afterlife, but each of these realms represents, like, different forms of consciousness, I think, and the goal is to preserve your path through those cycles. Um, I'm not sure that this script really defines itself like that with this whole reincarnation thing. Um, But I just, like, thematically, I don't... Yeah, I'm I'm brushing up against that alternate ending. Like, I don't know how that would... Right. Because it's supposed to be like a self-journey, right? So... So I got got this a little wrong. I found it here. And I don't know where this comes from. Pete just says, just read this today, alternate groundhog ending. Now, I don't know. He could have got this off fucking, like, a Reddit post. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how official this is, but this is what it says. Um, At the very end, he wakes up with Rita just like this. And then a second later, Rita is out of there. She can't wait to leave. And it turns out that she's been reliving February 3rd over and over again. But the thing is, it switches over to her story. At the very end, as we're realizing she's been repeating that day over and over again, there's a Rita voiceover. So the movie actually switches point of view from his voiceover to hers. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I think it's a worse movie if they do that. So if she's been reliving February 3rd over and over again, she wakes up in bed with Bill Murray every day. That's weird. That's just weird to think about. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I can't fully get the grasp of how that played out. I'd have to understand what the point of that story is. Right, right, like right, it, right, right. Like, it sounds gimmicky. It sounds like, how can we get Bill Murray in a sequel and, you know, still have his character mm-hmm. arc intact kind of thing? I guess right. it's a creative way to do that. I, I'll give him credit for that. That's actually an interesting way to to maybe get another movie out of it. But Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think it's a worse movie. I, I think that this... <laughs> I do too, yeah. It's the worst part. It, it's just... To get through all that and then to have the audience 
like not get the closure of he escaped the cycle because then it seems like Bill Murray doesn't actually escape anything. No, it puts like it doesn't matter as much, really. Correct. Yeah. The movie has a different message then. A very different message, I think. Would you say tomorrow it's announced uh, Groundhog Day 2 with Bill Murray? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know who's writing it or who's directing or whatever. Okay. But the fact that Bill Murray signs on, would that give you any confidence in it being any, any way worthwhile? I don't think I'd be interested at all. No. I, I, I don't think that... Again, the more that I've looked into this movie over the years and the way that Harold Ramis talked about it as a reflection of like his own experience as a Buddhist, as like looking into Buddhism... Right. Um, if he's gone, I don't think that it would be worthwhile to make another story. Because I, I, I think Bill Murray's great in this, but I don't think that he's the only person that could have played this role. I think it's the script and the idea and the direction are more important in this movie than Bill Murray is. Yeah, I I agree with that. But that said, the fact that, and I'm not like, it's not like Bill Murray. It's not like he makes me see every movie he's in when it comes out now, but the fact that he would come back to, I don't know, man, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it comes down to Murray for me and the fact that he would sign on to it. Because, you know, he did show up in both Ghostbusters remakes. One was all right, but um, I I don't know. I don't, I feel, here's the thing. Like, I feel like this, we've talked about it earlier. This this story, this this concept has been not ripped off, but, you know, redone in in very uh, recent past Mm -hmm. and done pretty well. Like, I like Happy Death Day. I liked, uh... Uh, the movie that you were talking about uh, with uh, Sandberg. Oh, yeah. Uh, Palm Springs. Yeah. And I think there was another one uh, that with uh, Pete Davidson that just came out last year. Wasn't that also kind of the same concept? Pete Davidson. Um, yeah, I think I think there was one with him. Okay. Um, but anyways, it's they're not horrible. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm, I'm sure there are many more, but we just haven't seen them or haven't heard of them or whatever. But for them to come out and say Groundhog Day 2, you can only hope and pray that it's not just a money grab, and it's not just a money grab for Bill Murray, and I hope that there's some, because this movie is so uh, revered, because it's so special, I I would think there had to be something there uh, to make it worthwhile for me. I think I would be a little bit interested in it. I'm not going to lie to you. I think I I would want to see what it is. I I mean, I want to believe in it, but there's just so many examples of, of of actors or directors coming back to something, hyping it up, and then it being nothing. I mean, goddamn, like, how many times have we heard for every fucking Terminator sequel that, oh, oh, this they got it right this time, like, directly from Jim Cameron's mouth? You know, it's like, Uh, I I, I don't know. I don't know that I can co-sign that. Very true. Very true. I mean, yeah, you know, Murray showed up for the last Ghostbusters movie, but he, he also showed up for the, the Paul Feig <laughs> one. The other you know? one. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's like, I, I get it, you know, paycheck's a paycheck and all that. But. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I like the concept so much. I don't see them, like, shitting all over it because mm. of the of the, of the concept movies like this that I have seen, they, they don't. They, they handle it pretty well. So, 
how could the original not fucking not improve on it, but but not fuck it up? Like you know what I mean? Like how could they not take their own ideals, see what's happened after them, what worked, what didn't, and then go back to the original story and have Bill Murray, one of the the most well known actors in the fucking universe, and not have it be decent. Um, I just think there are a lot of examples of movies that have tried to do that and they, and they failed, you know? I, I mean, uh, let's take the Ghostbusters example, right? So mm-hmm. you've got Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, which I, I like Ghostbusters 2. It's it's not the so first one, but I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, it's got its problems, but I still I still like it. Um, you know, the the remake is, is it's just not very good. Um, mm-hmm. But Afterlife has Jason Reitman, you know? Um, yeah. It has some of that connective tissue to the creative team of the original. Um, right. And it's a better movie than maybe it should have been, you know? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I've said a lot. I'm a director's guy, you know? Like, I, I don't... Actors, I, I don't really care about too much. I mean, I, I, I like actors. I like performances. But I just feel like directors and writers, like, if you follow that, you, you get a much higher hit rate, you know? If, if you find one that you like. Um, is, is there a writer that... Would Peter just a little? What if it is Jason Raymon? I mean, obviously he was close to Ramis and them. Like he, you know what I mean? The family. He was obviously close. He got to put him in dead in the movie. So I mean, would would that help out a little bit? I maybe or somebody who's really, um, somebody who has a great idea that they want to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. You know, like like somebody who's who's established and has the clout to get something done and like doesn't need to get it done. I mean, this is. This is a, yes. a, a, a bad example because this would never happen. But if Tom Cruise decided that he was going to make a Groundhog Day movie, right? Like, okay. then I'm interested because it's like, well, I'm not a Tom Cruise guy, but that's a hell of a swing for a guy with his kind of clout to to take, you know? Um, <laughs> that's interesting. Like, I would be so, interested you mean to like see what that is. Like he's, like he's producing it? Maybe. Like or, 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 yeah, or he's like involved. So, I don't know. That would be... That'd be weird. It would take somebody like seismic for me to really care about it. <laughs> you know, I think this goes against all Scientology beliefs, Jack. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that uh, any of them would co-sign this script. So. <laughs> there aren't there aren't enough Thetans here. <laughs> At Thetans, <laughs> yeah, something like that in the fucking negotiating table. Pete is really mad at us right now. <laughs> Put him in, or else. <laughs> And it's just Tom Cruise jumping out of a plane all the time. Like, he just wants to do stunts in the movie. Right, like, like, like every, the whole movie takes place, <laughs> it's him falling out of the plane, and when he hits the ground with no parachute, it just resets him he back just waking falls up in the plane. Oh, by the way, Tom Cruise, actually, I'm wrong, because Tom Cruise did do a movie like this. Right. <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, Edge yeah. of Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. And another yeah. fucking great movie with this concept. Yeah. Well, this is the Frank <laughs> Grillo one. Um Oh, um... It had fucking Gronk at the beginning of it in a helicopter. Yeah, um, this was, this was, I love this movie. This was good. It was like a video game. Mel yeah. Gibson, right? Um, yep. Uh, something. A uh, boss level, right? Boss level? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty good. Pretty good. If you haven't seen that, people, another fucking Groundhog Day movie um, yeah. where they use... The action. This is the action genre one. And right. it's uh, it's pretty decent. I like, uh, I like Grillo in it. You know? He's bored. He fucking... Think of a think of a an action scene where Grillo's been through it a thousand times, and that's mm-hmm. what you kind of you can imagine. Um, 
so how do I want to formulate this question? <laughs> this concept. Yeah. Is there a franchise that you would like to see deal with this concept? A franchise? Wow. Oh my god, this thrust. Let me uh, let me let me throw one out. I'll give you a minute to think, all right? Okay. All right. I would actually really like to see Star Trek do something with this. I feel like it's it's perfect. It's primed. Um, wow. You know, I, I could see... Uh, well, actually, <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of a game I've played. There's this game, Outer Wilds. And the idea of Outer Wilds is it just starts... It's a first-person game. Starts on this planet. You have access to a bunch of different areas on the planet. And there's, a, there's basically an eclipse that's going to happen in, like, 30 minutes. Right. And... At the end of 30 minutes, the whole planet explodes and everybody dies. And then things reset. And you have to figure out how to either survive, get off the planet, or stop the eclipse from happening. Um, but I could see a Star Trek story based around something like that. Like the destruction of a world or something. And they're stuck in some kind of loop with... Uh, God, I don't even know. Maybe against the Klingons or some shit like that. That could be interesting. Alright, uh, we, uh, we had a Wi-Fi drop out, ladies and gentlemen. But we're still. I think we're still on track. Yep. Don't adjust. Yep, yep. Don't adjust your viewing uh, time or anything. I think we're still on the exact same spot. Um, yeah, we should be okay. Should be okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, but uh, whatever that last piece was, the last thing I was saying was, uh, yeah, Star Trek. I don't know something about like destruction of a planet or something. I think could be cool in in like yeah, a yeah. time loop. You know. Yeah. The, yeah. Obviously, sci-fi is a, is a good genre to tie into this. By the way, um, there's another one that popped up in my head when we were talking there. The Jake Gyllenhaal one on the train. Right? That's Oh, uh, source code, right? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. another one, right? Yeah, not bad. Another action-y ish one. I don't know, but maybe it's because we were talking about it earlier, but um like a real horror movie? Like you know what I mean? Not like a Happy mm-hmm. Death Day, which was they they made, they had a lot of fun with it and I liked a lot actually, but but yeah, like something uh, I, but when you say franchise, I don't know. Like I don't know the horror franchises are a little different and if you throw something into this it's just going to seem gimmicky like when jason went to space kind of thing like, you know what i mean like yeah. you do this friday 13th you're just gonna be like oh now jason's doing groundhog day and it's not it's never going to sell you know what i mean right um so i think I'm, when i'm thinking that i'm thinking more of just like an, an original concept and uh, and <laughs> heading down the dark path that we were exploring earlier and, and and kind of abruptly stopped because it, it would have got really bad <laughs> well i you know there's a version of an exorcist story that I think could benefit from that. Oh. Like, and I think the way that you could get around it is maybe you tell the story from the perspective of the possessed person. Okay. And that's part of the possession. Like, they're 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 possessed by a demon, but maybe they're also being driven insane because they think that they're stuck in the same cycle of something over and over like again. Like some sort if, of a curse. Yeah, like I don't know if that's a full day or if it's like an event that they keep reliving from some traumatic event or something. I, I don't know, but right. I, I kind of like that sort of angle, you know? Right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I love, this is Chris Elliott's best moment in the film. I don't, I don't necessarily love Chris Elliott in this movie. I think he's mm-hmm. kind of playing it too straight, you know? Yeah. Um, but this is his best line. Like, oh, I think he's, I think he should be okay. He might be okay. <laughs> then it blows up. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, lines that I'll use at work all the time. 
I believe this is the line. I haven't watched it in a long time to verify, but uh-huh. Chris Elliott's having a conversation with uh, Ben Stiller in uh, something about Mary. Yeah. And I think Ben Stiller asked him something like, oh, so how's married life? And he sits down and he says, oh, you know, each day's better than the next. <laughs> Which is the best backhanded compliment. Like, like yeah, there's nothing conversation at the office sometimes. So it's like, oh, you know, how you doing today? Oh, you know, each day's better than the next. And people just leave you alone because yeah. they think you're saying something nice, but you're, you're not. <laughs> Toaster in the bath. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't choose this, right? It's got to be well, a I mean, maybe it would. One, yeah, but maybe it would because this is like a, a thing you've heard about. All right, years. Right. Maybe you want to experience. Why not? Oh, man. Yeah, it's just it doesn't get, it doesn't get lighter. <laughs> like, no, 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 this is his dark, this dark time. This is a dark phase. But I'm definitely doing this, right? Uh, yeah. I'm going to the tallest building and I'm jumping off. Like, I'm going to the CN Tower in Toronto and I'm just yep. like breaking uh, fucking locks, going up to the fucking top of the fucking peak and just jumping off to see what it's like. We have a, um, our, our state house, I think, has like one of the largest marble domes in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got a uh, it's got a peak that I think if you got a good jump off the top of it, you could you could swan dive right off the side. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, marble marble floor at the bottom on the outside that uh, you're not going to survive. So I think I'd try, uh, you know, like the concrete fucking roller, like uh, Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Lloyd and Roger Rabbit. Like I'd try that. I think right. Yeah. That would or, or or fucking Stewart in Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is a, a cycle, as you would call it. This is the fucking let's see how uh, how many ways I can die cycle. Right, that would be fun. That'd be fun. Dark, but fun. Yeah, cause, again, it's it's like a video game. Like it's just it, it's just a reset button. So who fucking cares? Um, <laughs> let me get one of those burlap sacks. Put some rocks in it. Jump off a boat. Um, let's think here. I mean, at some point, you you do the old, uh, you know, the rock star warm bath, razor blades, uh, see what that's oh, all geez. about. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, yeah. uh, drink bleach. Let's just, let's see what happens, oh! you know, or Drano. <laughs> Better. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I'm again, just, oh, I got, like, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> yeah. If you, well, well I'm, with the point being, like, no, I don't want to experience those things. Mm-hmm. But imagine, it's it's the whole jigsaw argument you know it, it, some people are so ungrateful for the lives they have but not you not anymore right. you know that whole thing <laughs> what um i think i'm gonna another cycle i'm thinking about uh, cycles hmm. now like just like killing people that would like this would feel really good like you oh, know what i mean like yeah. oh yeah. that would be phenomenal like you become a fucking hitman basically of course and, oh my god that would be fucking great just indiscriminately walking into a diner and just you yeah. know oh today you know what everybody has scrambled eggs they, uh, they yeah. they're gonna die you know yeah. <laughs> remember that day you pulled my shorts down in gym class forty years ago what and then just <laughs> blow his head off like yeah just like the most petty revenge cycle <laughs> <laughs> do you um you you saw the menu right yeah okay so this is gonna be like slight tiny spoiler for the menu okay um. 
you just reminded me of this line where, uh, you know, he's the, the chef's walking through the restaurant and this woman who's with Johnny legs, she's like, well, you know, I shouldn't be here. I don't need to be here. And he's like, uh, did you go to college or what, what college did you go to? She's like, Brown. It's like student loans. She's like, Nope. I'm sorry, you're dying. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> just... did you go with multi-grain toast? Fuck you in particular. You know, kind of <laughs> oh man, I like that. What is it? Oh, here's the ultimate question. I don't believe we haven't asked yet. I wonder if anyone else would ever ask this question on any other. Fucking commentaries. Is there a porn version of Groundhog Day? Honestly, when I asked that first question about what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, it was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> I'm just glad that you're the one who brought it up first on air. Okay, so here's the thing, right? If, if you were ever curious about uh, switch hitting, we'll say. Oh my and, god! And you go after it in the yeah. Groundhog Day loop, does it still make you gay at the end of the day? Well, I mean, going forward, you experienced that. So I Nobody guess it depends knows. on if you liked it or not. Nobody knows. I know, but it, I, personally, I'm saying, does it make you gay? That's a personal thing. Uh, right. If you liked it, then yeah, you're gay or bisexual, whatever you want to be. Right, right. Right, right. Going forward, yeah. It's an interesting philosophical question that opens a door to uh, experiences that you never would normally take on. With Absolutely. like... Very little consequence, if any. It, it's a fucked up question to ask, but like, it's, it, it's, it's right just there. A conscious, it's just a conscious, right. um, like thing going forward, right? It's just your own right. consequences. You have to live with it, right? You have to live with it. Hmm. For the record, probably still won't do it. No, I, I don't think that would be on yeah, the top of my good. list. But I mean, Come a porn, like, let's just. Let's, let's take us out of this for a second, please. Thank you. Um, let's just say, yeah, I'd like to take version. us out of the porn version of Groundhog Day, <laughs> yeah. Jim. Well, I think but I'm all set. The porn version of it, yeah. I think it works, right? Like maybe she's like, oh, like man, I did this yesterday. Let me try something else, right? And she just starts yeah, trying yeah, yeah. Like, holes and stuff. Yeah, this works. I'm not gonna lie. This <laughs> this works as a concept. It's like okay, <laughs> I, guess it. I, I guess I gotta go with, with, with two two guys today. I mean, I, yeah, you know, one didn't work yesterday. So. This is a great porn movie. I'm not. I'm not lying to you. It works on every level. Oh man! First it was dog spiders. <laughs> now it's what's the title? Uh, ground poon day. I don't know. Ground, ground, ground. Uh, well, I guess ground bush dog. day. Ground, ground dong day. Mm. I don't know. It's there though. It's right there. I'm telling you would be incredible. Poon hog day. I don't know. Like, starts out, like, you set up the character at the beginning, she's like, oh, I'll never do anal. Like, you know, like, she's very, she's very uptight porn right. star. Like, she doesn't want to try anything, right? It, that's why her career's not advancing. Right. right. And then by the end of the movie, she's got a dick in every fucking hole. Yeah. <laughs> and then she eventually gets to leave. She's like, oh, man, that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the key. She needs to get in every hole. Her, like, her ears. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Oh. It's fucking pretty great, though. You asked me earlier what what <laughs> oh, it's what, hilarious. Fucking, what franchise? That's it. That's the franchise. Oh, Born. God. 
And here I was hoping that you were going to see the flash or something. I guess I'll fuck myself <laughs> on that one. So. Uh, Unbelievable. Hmm. Yeah, but as right, far so as like concept comedies go, I, hmm. I do respect the shit out of this. I mean, I know we were talking about it earlier, but... Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, maybe it's the, the, the part of me that was once a little bit of an aspiring writer, you know, like screenwriter. Yeah. I, I just like that the laughs are there, but there's a, there's a, there's a good core idea, you know, there's something to yeah, come yeah. back to. There's a reason, what are we 30 years on from this now that like people are still into it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've, I think I've already shown this to my kids and they, they weren't too interested in it. And I think it is something that as you get older and you like just talking about it with you tonight, like, you know what I mean? Like there's so many avenues in which to go here and mm-hmm. what would you do? What? Like, and, and I think they do a good job of covering a lot of it, whether it's dark, not as dark as we just got, but it gets a little bit dark with the whole death cycle and yeah. um, just the criminality of it all. And then, you know, it, again, it, he kind of has a really big arc in this movie and that's what it's all about. And he, I, you, I appreciate it more as I get older. Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. just like he's like sweet guy now. Like he's a fucking good guy now, and he's starting to realize like maybe I should just be a good guy. You know? Um. So I, you know, I think <laughs> at the beginning of the... of the movie, he's 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 raping her right now. Like you know that, right? Like that. Oh, for yeah. sure. Okay. All right. Just yeah. If he, if this is the uh, the town ten, then yeah. There's... <laughs> There's a. Uh, I don't think people are watching this movie this, these days. You know what I mean, <laughs> right? right. Um, but so you mentioned, you know, you get a little bit older. This movie resonates a bit more, and I, I think I'm I'm even feeling that as well. Mm. Um, it's one of the things I love about movies. You know, it, you can watch something and have a reaction to it, come back to it years later, and like your life experience brings different things Absolutely. to the same piece of work. Uh, absolutely sometimes and, good sometimes bad right that's I mean, what I was gonna not, say yeah. too often it happens in the other way right yeah like, like I'll go back and watch a movie that I loved as a kid and it made me laugh and I thought it was the funniest thing ever and mm. it, just, it just doesn't hold up for me so it's refreshing to get something like this where you watch it and you just appreciate it so much more you did than you did when you were a kid because you were an idiot well I think I'm very guilty of this over the years I, I'll unfairly disregard certain movies because you know it's not like a fucking auteur director or a great writer or has mm-hmm. amazing cinematography or something and you know this and i i'm gonna bring it up one more time but like you know watching austin powers the other day it really reminded me that like you know what sometimes movies are just a perfect thing like whatever they're trying right. to do if they can do it really well there's something to that man and, and and like yeah i i guess what i would say is that i i'm Probably <laughs> Gobbler's Knob. I'm probably not <laughs> going to rewatch this any more than I I have. It, it's just right, right, right. It, it's just not a movie that I'm going to rewatch. Right. I'm still going to hit Caddyshack, mm-hmm. but I I, I I I don't know. I have like a different respect for this that I didn't have before. You know, we said we were going to do this commentary, so there's yeah, I, I don't know. I, an appreciation, I guess, is the best way to put it. It's really good, and I think here. You know, we talk about what changes him or what, 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 how he gets out of the cycle. And I think this, we never even touched on the homeless man storyline here, which is one of the mm. deepest things in the movie. 
Yeah. Where he realizes no matter what he does in this day, he can't change that this guy dies. Right. And that that is a that's a huge thing in this film. And it's something that I when I was younger, I never even thought about it. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, it it didn't it didn't mean anything to me. Like I was just like oh, do do the funny driving with the groundhog again. Like that was right. funny. This homeless man storyline is fucking so sad. Yeah. And ultimately changes him into what he becomes at the end of the movie and gets him out of the cycle. Yeah, and and I mean from a thematic standpoint, way more important than the absolutely the other shit. Right. Oh God, I just hate everything about this town. <laughs> like if I was hungry, I still wouldn't even sit at that bar. I would just I'd grab a sandwich and get the fuck out of there. I wonder. I'm not. I'm not research guy. My phone's dying. But I wonder if there's like. Obviously, it's a real town. I wonder if there's like a, a Groundhog Day tour, right? It's got to be. I mean, let's find out. You're so into every like the diner and the fucking the. Bed and breakfast and the, the 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 little square where they do the fucking Groundhog Day thing. Like it's all very very recognizable mm. for someone that loves this movie so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they do have it. It's in nice. um, Woodstock, Illinois, which is I guess where they filmed it. Oh wow! All yeah. right, that's pr- that's pretty cool actually. I, I wasn't too far from there during my uh, my road trip last year. I wonder how far that is from uh, Alex. Interesting. I would, I would, this guy right here would ruin everything for me. <laughs> the, the, the moment I come out of the room and this guy's there, I would, oh, this guy would have died so many times, Jack. <laughs> I mean, it, that's the thing. He's standing right next to the stairs. The first thing I do is just put all my body weight behind it. <laughs> We're talking about how many different ways to kill ourselves. I would be like, on the 800th day, how like what? How can I kill this guy this day? Right, and it doesn't even matter. Like the rest of my day would be, I would try to be a better person, but I would kill that guy every day. Every I just time. got in my room. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I mean, I would consider the different ways to kill him. Like absolutely. Yeah, you know what? It might I might land on like a sciatic nerve or something. But can you imagine how satisfying it would be to drop kick that motherfucker? Oh my god! Like just straight out of the door. He doesn't even see you coming. Oh. Oh fucking. Again, that leads to like just how many people you could plan their murders. I mean, so the question is, how <laughs> are, are you uh, familiar with the idea of a speed run in a video game? A, like going through a video game really fast, like just e- yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I, basically, I would try to figure out like speed run the bed and breakfast when I wake up. You know, just like right. okay, how. Uh, Everybody has to be dead by the time I'm out the front door, and right. how can I do it as fast as possible? <laughs> a speed killing spree. Yeah. Groundhog Day <laughs> speed run. I think I'm definite. Well, you know what? I'm probably not drop kicking the guy because then I I have to waste right. seconds to get back on my feet. So I'm right. thinking like just a straight ahead kick to the chest. Um, <laughs> if you hit him at the right angle, I feel like he would fall. You have like a 50-50 shot at an instant neck snap. I think just given the distance between where he is and the wall, right? Right. So if you can nail that, you're good. Now, if you don't nail that, just instantly kill yourself and reset and try again. (laughs) Exactly. That's the thing. Then that comes up in in the Tom Cruise movie, right? I never remember the name of the fucking movie. Why? Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. 
right? Like whenever he fucks up and it doesn't right. work, he kills himself immediately. That's right. a concept that they they explore to great lengths and they do it really well. Um, but yeah, yeah, you so you come out and you got like you've already made these intricate like fucking knife gloves or something like like things right. that are kind of, right? And you just come up, you slash his fucking throat, you ride him down the stairs like a fucking surfboard, right? Like right. this is. <laughs> You get right down in the lobby, you take out the fucking coffee chick, all the fucking old age fucking patrons in there. Fucking absolutely. I think the move is... You gotta... You run down on. the stairs, you segue into the kitchen, you grab the butcher's knife, run into the room where everybody's eating, pick up the coffee pot with the other hand, smash that lady in the face, and then just go to town on the diners. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. And, the, and then that, you have to pass the time. So... You try to beat your record every day, right? Yeah. Like that—that's what you do. You right. fucking you time it, and you just remember. You can't write it down. Obviously, it'll be gone the, the next day. Um, but yeah, how fast can I t- kill the entire bread and breakfast? Is a thing. <laughs> it, that's a cycle, Jack. That's a cycle. <laughs> the entire, like everyone in the bed and breakfast, has to be dead for you to hit stop on the stopwatch. Right. Right. <laughs> God, I want to play this game right now. Holy shit. <laughs> and then it moves on. Like, after, you're done, after you've set a record that you can't surpass, it's the whole town. Like you, let's see how fast I can kill the... Can I kill the whole town in one day? The right. whole population of... Uh, what's this fucking place called? Uh, Puc- is it Puxatoni, PA? Is that Puxatoni, it? yeah. So how fast can I kill the entire town? A lot of them are there dancing like idiots right here. Let's fucking take them all out real quick. I mean... How much how far can you make you get? it? Right. How far? How many people could you kill before you were like fucking taken down or whatever? <laughs> Did uh, I, I don't know if I heard you talk about this on the podcast. Did you see RRR yet? Mm-mm. Okay, so RRR is fucking nuts. It's awesome. But there's a scene near the beginning where one man fights a crowd of like hundreds. Okay. Okay. It's it's totally ridiculous. It's also glorious. I. I if you ever watch this movie, you're going to fucking lose your mind during the scene. It's, it's, it's majestic. Okay. But all I can see, all I can think of in this scene right here is like Bill Murray's on the air. It's live. And he immediately just says, you know, uh, you know, saw his shadow. I'm going to kill you all. And just drops the microphone and it just battles a crowd. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. <laughs> So many fucking amazing concepts we've come up with tonight. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there are any genres that we didn't touch on that either haven't been made or uh, or we didn't talk about. And I mean, there's like subgenres of shit. Uh, right. I mean, you could do like a silent movie. That would be interesting. Although I, I don't know if I'd ever see it, but. Yeah. Uh, you can go deep, like like a Hitchcockian kind of noir fucking thriller. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that would be cool. Murder mystery, like a like a yeah. Knives Out kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. Where you, yeah, you, there's so many suspects, and you gotta fucking you keep getting it wrong. Like a town full of suspects, and you gotta right. go through fucking all of them. Clue in a time loop. Yeah. So is this his last day here? Like, is is this all of it coming together? I think it is, right? Because he's already done the kid. He's doing the, the grandparents. I think he saves him be. from choking here. 
right, right. This is all the same date. So this is the last day right here. Yeah. Oh, man. It's funny. I never put it together until now, but this really is just like the game Hitman. It's the same concept. I never, oh, never realized really? it. Hitman, the way Hitman works is... Uh, well, so earlier Hitman games, you know, you go into a level and then you have like three ways to kill your target and you got to get in and out stealthily. Okay. Um, the new Hitman games, there are three of them and each of them only has like six or seven maps. But the way it works is that it's like it's like this moving puzzle. Like okay. there, are, there are like main objectives, side objectives, and there's like 50 different ways to complete them. So you have like total freedom to do what you want. Mm-hmm. But the ultimate goal is to figure out the best way to complete as much as possible and do it all in, like, one run, you know? Okay, um, right. That's kind of what this final day is. It's like... So you, when you die, you you go to the start of all the options again? Like, of all the... You can choose which way? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. Very cool. And do you have to choose the one you were doing, or you can switch? You could switch. No, you, you, can, you can switch. You can try different things. Um, oh, okay. Like, there's one that's in a skyscraper in Saudi Arabia, and you have to kill a prince and then an arms dealer. Mm-hmm. But what you don't know going into the mission is that, and, and you kind of have to play the mission a couple times to figure this out, but there's a, a certain way to get them both in the same space and then drop a chandelier on both of them at the same time. And it's oh. like a secret achievement to do that, but they don't tell you that's the case you actually have to like play the level and discover what's going oh, on nice. and take on different disguises and stuff but it feels a little bit like like this you know this final day is like here's the here's the full uh, speed run jesus christ she does have joker mouth oh my god look at it look at those teeth look at how many teeth are up there that's more that's than a lot of teeth more than i have for sure <laughs> holy shit it is double the amount i have i'm telling you that right now she can't ever close her mouth. It's just like, it's always like... <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> that, if, if it does switch over to her, you find out, like, in the sequel, and she's just... Holy shit. She's taking one tooth from everybody in the town. <laughs> and sticking it in her fucking upper gums. Talk of a serial killer called the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this: she would be perfect as the the uh, the, the the villain in uh, Smile Two. Oh my God, she would be at least one of them, right? Like she just, yeah, like she just shows Gotta up. Be. Gotta be. Oh my God, so many teeth. <laughs> I, I like I, w- I was wondering about this piano thing too. Like, how, at what point did he stop? Obviously, he went there today because she says it's a student, and he's like a fucking, he's like a grandmaster player. Like, right. you know, like, so he went there today because she knows who he is, and yet he was that good. So why did he go there today? Like, what did he need? <laughs> like, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? I think what, at least my reading of of the the last act of this movie is, I think he genuinely undergoes a change of just like. I think I need to spread joy to people. Like, I think right. that's ultimately where he goes. And I think this is just another opportunity for him to do that. And I don't know but if it, he thinks that it's going to get him out of the loop. But I, I think he's just, 
he's genuinely trying to be a good person in, in as many ways as possible. But, but if I could just, simple as it is. I, I totally agree with you, but I'm just pinpointing this, this piano thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what did he do? Did he walk in and act like he couldn't play? And then he, he acted like she taught him everything in one day and he's that good. Like I'm trying to get that one simple concept out of my mind. Mm-hmm. What um, went on in that internet? Like he walked in, he's fucking amazing because there's not only in 24 hours. He couldn't, be that much better than he is. I understand. Oh. Look at there he is. Yeah, I did. No, I did. I do remember this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. Yeah, yeah. Um. So he he goes there. He's already amazing, right? Yeah. But she still has the gall to say he's my student. Like she taught him all this shit. So I'm just right. wondering, like, did he go in there and act like he couldn't play at all? And then through the course of one lesson, he got that good. Like I'm just trying to understand what happened in that one meeting today specifically. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the, you know where I, what shelf I put that on, though? I put that on the same shelf as uh, Marvin Berry and his band just being able to pick up Johnny B. Good on a whim at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. So let's just put those both in the same bucket and move on. All right. Well, that's a good bucket. Like he's, like, he's spread himself out. Like, there's so... Again, going back to the concept of how many days it's been. Like, look at... Almost every single person in the town has had an interaction with them today. Right. Like, this all has to happen today. So he has pinpointed almost every single minute of his day to be helping somebody in this town. So yeah. that takes fucking... I don't even understand how long that could take. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever threaded a needle this uh, precisely... In, yeah, <laughs> in all of, of uh, cinema history, really, really, yeah, he is just on point. This, I'm, I'm, I'm up in the the multiple, multiple years that he's been doing this loop. Yeah, I think it's it has to be decades. Yeah, like all the ladies, like they all want to fuck the shit out of him. Like, like get oh, up yeah. there, like ev- like those two little girls there, they want to fuck the shit out of him. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Okay, so uh, I'm just going to comment real quick on the wardrobe here, uh, as I <laughs> want to do. Okay, so Brian Doyle Murray, uh, look, I'm not going to wear it, but he's slaying it. He, he, it right. fits him. He's good. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Bill Murray, I fucking hate those kind of shirts. Those, like, fucking Amish shirts where you don't wear a tie, but you button them to the top, and they just oh. look terrible. Oh, God. Um, fuck off, man. Either have a collar or move on. <laughs> By the way, these guys, I get that they look alike a little bit, but they have different parents. Because look at the fucking physical differences between these two guys. Look at them. I don't, I don't know, man. I just don't. I see it a lot in their faces. Uh, yeah, um, their faces, yes. But just physically, like, just weight and height and hair. And I just don't, I don't know, man. They might have different moms or something. Look, we can't all be 6'5", bro. So. <laughs> I'm not saying... Shut up. <laughs> I'm not judging. The gene pool Brian doesn't Dor- judge, you know what I'm saying? So. Oh, fuck. That fucking... Look at Chris Elliott's wardrobe. You like that? No, but at least he has a <laughs> collar on his shirt. I mean, this is a working stiff. The guy in front of the camera is wearing an Amish fucking button to the top shirt. Are you kidding me? 
Have some goddamn decorum. Tobolowski. Uh, always will immediately think of him from Memento. Oh, I, I think of this with him. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. He's just so annoying, right? I guess that's that's what sticks with me. Mm. I th- you know, I, I think it's uh, a lot of the time it's just what, what are you first introduced to? And like I said, yeah. I saw this later on, so I think Memento yeah. might have been the first thing. Ice sculpting's a thing I'm not going to pursue. Never. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Right? Yeah. I don't. I mean, piano would be cool. Uh, being a doctor, or whatever, that's cool. I'm not. I'm never, <laughs> I'm never searching out ice sculpting. I guess. I and, guess that's the last question we haven't answered. What are the things we're absolutely not doing with our time here? Um, <laughs> I can tell you this: training to be in the NBA. Fuck that shit. <laughs> oh, God damn it! Um, ice sculpting, though. Ice sculpting's on the top of my list. Um, but what else? Like, what else, What other like? Um, I would love to be a great artist that would be cool yeah i would yeah, but, I, I i don't ever need to learn how to make a roux you know i don't i don't need that culinary skill so <laughs> i'm gonna skip that like pottery like making vases i would never do that yeah um i don't want to learn how to reseal a tire that, that's had the seal uh, come off a little bit i'm, I'm good <laughs> no you don't want to do that no. um it's like a ten dollar fix dude i don't need that shit in my life Nothing that like over time would be satisfying, like uh, being like like starting a garden. It would make no sense, right? Like, yeah, like, you never Especially have in February any... in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, that might have... be a fucking problem. You know? <laughs> You're not going to be rewarded in any way. No. Um, yeah, they'd have to be quick hits. Like, yeah, something that can get me either laid <laughs> or a lot of money or bring joy yeah. to somebody. Like something that I could do that would be really fun. Probably Piano's good. Probably any, not any going to get into really. water sports at this time of year. No, no, not definitely not. But uh, any instrument, right? I'd learn mm-hmm. all the instruments. That'd be fucking amazing. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, fucking perfect. One man band. Yeah. Um, you know what I would spend time on? Origami. That shit fascinates me. Origami? Absolutely, dude. I mean, everybody can can fucking fold the crane, but have you ever seen like a like a tetrahedron with a with a turtle inside out of a piece of paper? Come on! Oh my god! Oh my god! This wasn't that wasn't the last day. That wasn't the last day. This is the last day. Fuck! He did all that shit. No, oh, it was the yeah. last day. Oh, yeah. Fuck. All right. Fucking movie gotcha, dude. They faked you out. It worked. It did. Total fake <laughs> Fucking out. Ramus. Good job, Ramus. His reaction here is not where it should be, right? Like, I would be fucking going crazy right now. Think yeah. about, again, this is an hour and 40 minute movie, and I get it. People don't really get the concept of this has been 30 something years of doing the same thing every day. But he's just like, oh, are you real? Why do you have so many teeth? Oh. <laughs> I'm out of the loop. <laughs> Wait a minute. So all that shit that I promised you, I now have to deliver on? Fuck. Oh, balls. <laughs> oh, and now he's stuck with the same girl for life. It's like she has two mouths. Look at it. Look at Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, she looks like Joker in The Killing Joke. 
I'm not. Yep. I'm not trying to be an yeah. asshole. She has the same face. <laughs> Take the long hair away, make it green. Like it, it's the same face, dude. She she can't close her like she looks like she's wearing a fucking like uh, a mouth guard like at all times. Like, she can't close her her upper lip. It doesn't go down. Look at. <laughs> How do you now, fix something like that, though? Do you just, like, that, tie a bandana around your chin and the top of your head to try and correct it? Like, ugh. He should have, uh, he should have studied up on dentistry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You are making me... You're reminding me of... There's a Christmas Carol with uh, George C. Scott. Mm-hmm. And the fucking Jacob Marley that shows up actually has his, his face tied up like that. Like, around his chin and the top of his head. He unties Maybe. it. And it just, his jaw just drops when the fucking cloth comes off. And he's like, <laughs> I feel like she's, she's got the same thing going on. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, God, I would never want to stay there. I just oh, he does. walking up to it. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, you don't have the same arc as, as fucking Phil did. Fucking he's good. Fucking, he is in love with this place now. Couldn't wait to get out of there. Now, let's stay. Let's live here. <laughs> oh, man. Let's live in the town where all the women want to bang the shit out of me. They all yeah, want me their lives. That's right. Yeah. Even the piano teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. There's my student. <laughs> I don't know. I think climbing over the fence it. there, that's weird. Yeah, that, you don't, that's a fence you don't climb over. <laughs> um, there, there's, a, there's something there, Groundhog Day 2. Let's fucking pick it up fucking 40 years later, 30 years later. See what's going I, on. You know what? Uh, I'll co-sign it, but under only one condition. It has. To, this is what the title has to be, okay? Okay. Groundhog Day 2, Dog Spiders. <laughs> It's the only well, way I'm in. Uh, that sounds incredible, but I don't think it's going to happen. Well, All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been just honestly an hour and 40 minutes of some of the, the greatest conversation I've ever had. Um, <laughs> exploring every single uh, concept of Groundhog Day. Um, we went places I didn't think we were going to go. We went places I knew we were going to go. Um but all I know is I need a porn version of Groundhog Day. If anyone knows it exists, please send it my way. <laughs> and I will uh, I will review it on the next show. <laughs> I don't know. It was fucking oh, great. I got, some, I got some Googling to do as soon as we're done here. So. <laughs> if my phone wasn't dead, I'd already be all over it. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Um, we will be back um, in the coming week with lots of reviews, movies, TV, all that kind of shit. Uh, sign up for us on Patreon, patreon.com slash binge media. You can get all the other comms. You can get, I don't even know if this is on Patreon, but whatever, um, all of our full binge, uh, plus the free binge. Uh, you get everything. You get everything for five bucks a month. It's uh, worth every penny in my eyes. Uh, yes, Jack, sir. thanks for hanging out. It's been great. Thanks for having And uh, happy hey. Groundhog's Day, sir. Happy Groundhog's Day. I'm so proud to be on the only BingeMedia.net Groundhog Day commentary. It's really, I never thought that I would get to this point, but here I am. I don't even know what to do with myself. That's it. You'll never get another one of these people. Let's get out of here.
You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the network and subscribe to the full binge at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And don't forget... I was going to say, um... <laughs> what did you just say?